If you're in other places of the world, like India, good afternoon. I don't know what the time hour difference uh, is over there. Uh, the time difference, the hour difference, I'm trying to say, putting time and hour together. Uh, but there is certainly a difference, and it is afternoon, uh, at least probably late afternoon, uh, maybe even early evening. What time is it over there, our friends, uh, Santhus, uh, Regala, what what time is it where, where you are? Just because I'm not sure which time zone you might be in over there. Uh, good morning to Helene over on the YouTube side as well. Glad to have you with us. Those that are listening to this via podcast or watching it later, I just want to share with you that uh, what you get every day is me talking to a group of people who log in during the live uh broadcast of what I do. 
uh, and interact and participate and have kind of a sense of community. So as I talk about people, uh, that's what I'm doing because I record these as a live Facebook and YouTube broadcast, and uh, then it is uploaded to the podcast. So uh, if if you were either watching on one of those platforms later on, or if you are listening to the podcast uh, at the Daily Discipleship Podcast, then uh, that's why I mention names as I do. You might be a little bit curious about that. In fact, those who listen to the podcast from yesterday, not Facebook Live, not uh, YouTube Live, but the podcast, uh, you won't hear many names because... I forgot to press record yesterday as we were uh, going through this ch- chapter, so I ended up uh, uh, having to do a separate recording uh, of of only the content. So, uh, but anyway, welcome to all of you, uh, dear dear friends, um, as we uh, continue our way through the Book of Acts, and as we continue this, I, I want to challenge you to put uh, the life of your view of the church, uh, look through the lens of the book of Acts uh, and see what's happening. Uh, I I still, I, I love the church. I've been a churchman for my entire, uh, for my entire, uh, I'll say career. Really, really I've been a churchman pretty much my whole adult life. I left the family farm at age 18 uh, and never returned, uh, and I am 58 now, almost 59, and so for 40 years I have been away, and I've been a churchman for 40 years uh, in that sense. Yes, Bible college was a part of that uh, early on, but that's what I've done. I love the church. Jesus uh, loves the church. Uh, the church is the bride of Christ. We need to love the church, but but also we need to be able to self-assess in the church. And uh, in my estimation, uh, when you hold up what we often do in the life of the church against uh, the expected product of disciples being made, uh, we don't do so well, actually, uh, at multiplying disciples. Uh, and there are things I'm pushing on, and uh, because the gospel pushes on it. Uh, in fact, I posted this morning on Facebook uh, some training that a friend of mine is doing to help church leaders and think through um, think through their approach at church and their approach at making disciples. Uh, upcoming training uh, that it can be participated in via the internet, and hopefully this fall we'll have some in person. Uh, training right here in Maine, uh, at least one day uh, to at least give exposure to uh, a, a more complete, fuller understanding of Jesus' strategy at making disciples. So our brothers and sisters over in uh, India, that part of the world, 3.35 p.m. over there. And uh, interesting, there's even the half hour difference, not only the hour, but the half hour difference that they have over there. So we're delighted that in late afternoon uh, you would have us uh, spend choose to spend time with us. We're much appreciative of that, and hopefully this broadcast is of spiritual encouragement to you. Well, let's get in here, and we do want to pray this morning. I, I do want to mention off the top, we'll pray for our friends in India 
Um, they live in a part of India where there are the food needs. And uh, uh, hey, guys, make sure and find me, uh, Jim Culbertson, C-U-L. It's right, just as it is spelled right here. Uh, you can see it right there, C-U-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N. Find me on Facebook uh, and uh, get to know me. Let's become friends. We need to communicate. I want to understand a little bit more where you guys are over there. So make sure and find me so we can connect a little bit more. Uh, I'm in pencil scheduled to be in India in November, I think that's when. And uh, if, if, if everything aligns, that, that may happen. Uh, not totally sure that that's going to happen this year, but uh, there is the invite to go there. So we want to pray for our friends in India. Uh, we have a man from our church. His name is Josh. He is, I think, 29 years old, and he has uh, quadruple bypass surgery this morning at 11. So we want to pray for Josh, his wife, Candy, and their daughter, Zaley, uh, with a Z, Zaley, and uh, uh and Fran has surfaced that prayer request here and just want to share. We want to pray for him this morning. So, Lord, we, we start off our morning coming to you, thanking you that we can be together uh, from the comfort of our homes, uh, wherever they are. And we would uh, ask that you would guide our time together, that we would be uh, inspired, that we'd be encouraged, we'd be fortified, that we strengthened, that our thinking would be expanded and changed if necessary to understand uh, that to which you are calling us. So we look to you this morning. We pray for brothers and sisters and places in the world as we work our way from where we are going east. We will stop by South Sudan and pray for our brothers and sisters there uh, and their needs, uh, their their needs of food, their needs of water, um, and uh, specifically our, our friends in the Kakamba village uh, in one of the refugee camps in, in uh, West Kenya uh, who need a church structure something they can meet underneath rather than a tree with very few leaves. So, Lord, would you provide for them? Um, and we continue on over to our friends in India. Lord, you know their needs of food, water, uh, provisions uh, for the children, for the families. Lord, we lift our brothers and sisters to you. May they see your hand at work on their behalf. And, Lord, any other prayer requests that may be here this morning uh, that you would uh, Pray for my friend Dave Talbot, whose father passed away quite suddenly, that you would bring comfort to that family. And Dave has been able to come home from Alaska for a short while. We pray for Dave uh, and for the Talbot family uh, in the midst of their sudden loss, that you would give them comfort in their grief. Now, Lord, teach us as we get into your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here we pick up. Uh, we, we've been in, uh, been in Acts 18. Uh, and we'll continue on, Acts 18, 18, Paul stayed in Corinth for some time. We read about uh, him being in Corinth, and we pray today, uh, we pray today, we look today at Paul uh, in, in Corinth, says he stayed there for some time, teaching, equipping the brothers. Then he left the brothers and sailed for Syria, uh, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Now, I noted yesterday how we would see the order of the names changed. And there is a measure of significance to the fact that it doesn't say Aquila and Priscilla. Uh, it, because typically the husband's name, the man's name would be listed first. But in this instance, 
in the writing, in the very detailed and specific writing of Dr. Luke, the medical doctor, uh, we see the listing come in opposite order, Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, and the significance of that, again, is to understand the role, the place of women. Uh, if if he were being a legalist, if Paul, if Paul, not Paul, but if Luke were being a legalist uh, in following Pharisaical order, uh, he would have made sure to list uh, Aquila and Priscilla in that order. But the reverse order indicates, at least in, in the estimation of many scholars, not all, some would disagree with me, I want to say that, but many scholars say that the reverse of this order indicates something about her prominence uh, as a disciple maker, as one perhaps maybe a little bit more articulate uh, in being able to communicate um, the truths of God than were her husband. They worked in tandem. They worked as a team. But it is significant, significant to note the order here. Again, we talked about that yesterday. I just want to highlight it here because right here it is in the text in Acts 18, verse 19. Uh, it says this, He left them in Ephesus, and he, he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Now, let me see if I can put up for us here. I think I can do this. Put the map up again so we can have the sense. Uh, and there it is. Uh, you can see they've been down here. Now he is really beginning in Syria again. This is Antioch of Syria. That's the Antioch that was destroyed in the earthquakes back in, uh, what was that, February, I think. The ancient Antioch city uh, pretty much leveled, uh, and, and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of what we may have gone there to try to see is, is no longer there. Paul goes from Antioch and makes this trip going this way, is, is what uh, scholars believe, ending up in Antioch. And we note that he really didn't stop anywhere uh, until he got to Ephesus. Obviously, he had to stop because it was a several-day uh, trip. Uh, perhaps as much as a few weeks to get over to Ephesus. So this is where we are. Uh, and then we will note that he'll go from there, back to Macedonia, down to Corinth, back up to uh, Thessalonica, over to Philippi, and, and he will make this trip and then end up back all the way in Jerusalem on his third missionary journey. So let's pick back up in the text. Uh, he left Priscilla and Aquila there. He went to the synagogue. He reasoned with the Jews. Again, talking about the the need, um, the need of being able to reason. Uh, I was asked a question yesterday. Did an interview on uh, a radio show uh, and uh, talking about. Know why Christians need to be educated, and part of the reason is we we need to be able to give a good defense of the gospel, uh, and that is that is why um, you know th broadcasts like this. That is why there are books. That is why there are is teaching like what I posted on my Facebook this morning from my friend Dan White. Um, that's why there there's Christian Christian higher education. 
Uh, we need to do a better job. We need to be able to stand toe to toe. And and I, many of us uh, have listened to people, and we're impressed by people. I I think Steve has talked uh, with me and, and others about the Josh McDowell book, uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, which is that book is I don't know probably forty years old. Really good book. Uh, there are some easier books to read than that, but that book is absolutely loaded with uh, with evidence. Uh, and citation after citation after citation uh, to substantiate things like the resurrection or things like the Bible or or, or other things that, that are foundational to, to Christian belief. And um, we need to become fortified in, in with thought to be able to reason. Now, not everybody, I don't even consider myself a great debater. I'm not. Uh, I, I may, might seem to be a little bit uh, stronger than some, but there are others who are far better. I'm not as quick on my feet in an argument, honestly. Um, but if we can learn, if we know what to say, and then that's part of what I try to do here is equip you to know how to reason with, he's reasoning with the Jews. Uh, we have Jewish people who live right here in, in Waldo, how to reason with them, how to reason with the with people who, uh, sadly, unfortunately, in America today, there is so much unreasonableness that it's hard to reason because uh, those who would stand in opposition to us really don't want dialogue. They really don't want debate. They don't want to hear uh, what anything we have to say. They, they, they act all, we want to be inclusive. We want to be tolerant. We want to be, as long as you agree with them, they want to be that way. Uh, if you disagree with them, then they don't want to be that way. By the way, if you hadn't heard, the Senate in Maine yesterday approved the bill LD sixteen nineteen, which will allow abortion abortion all the way up through birth, um, and uh, really, it's written in a way that that would allow it for any reason. If the mother chooses, I want an abortion, she can have it. Now, it's not law yet, but. Uh, we uh, we're getting closer. We'll go back to the house. It, it couldn't end up, end up uh, failing in the house, um, but we as Christians pray. And even in the face of that, friends, I want to encourage us. What do Christians do when there's seeming defeat? We've been reading about defeat. We've been reading about persecution and all these types of things happening in the Book of Acts. Christians worship. Christians pray. That is what we do. Uh, we don't we don't put nasty Facebook posts about our governor. We do not put nasty Facebook posts about uh, our our legislature. We don't do that. That's not what we do. And if you see other Christians, I want to encourage you to challenge them. But look, this is not a witness for Christ to go on the attack mode. Um, we we need to take a higher ground than that, a prayerful ground. Uh, a ground that yes, yes does talk about the sadness of the day and 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 the fact that uh, we are now talking about killing people, murdering people, uh, even though they're coming from the womb, it is murder, and uh, we we are one step closer to more completely radically uh, legalizing that here in the state of Maine. So pray for us, and, and we need to know how to reason, and I, I, I come to that just mentioning the fact that we need to know how to reason, even with those who seem unreasonable. Um, picking up in, picking up in uh, verse 20, 
It says when they asked him to spend more time with him, he declined again. Uh, this is in Ephesus now. He declined, he said, but as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Okay, so I, I missed this. Donna sharing that the House passed the vote last night certain probably to get signed into law as early as today. Wow. Uh, tough stuff. Uh, I had seen that, uh, I think, four in the afternoon or something yesterday, the Senate voted, the House passed the vote. Sad. Sad, sad day. Let's, let's continue in the text here. Uh, Paul said this. He said, I will come back if it is God's will. Friends, the, the biggest question we need to be asking is not always what do I want, what does Father want? Uh, what does Father want uh, in in and through your life? Uh, what does Father want in and through a church? Uh, what does Father want? And sometimes the scriptures uh, tell us what Father wants. He wants us to make disciples. The, the, the Bible is abundantly black and white, clear on that point, Matthew 28, 19. Absolutely abundantly clear. Um Absolutely abundantly clear in Acts 1.8 that we are to be witnesses where we're going. Uh, absolutely abundantly clear that God wants that from us. God wants us to be fruitful. John 18, I'm sorry, John 15 verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Sometimes we, we don't need to pray about what God's will is. We need to do it. He tells us in the scripture, here's what you're supposed to do. Okay, we just need to go do it. Instead of saying, well, you need to pray about the Father, what he, sometimes it's clear. Uh, so in your personal life, praying, what is God's will? Uh, is you just determine what you're going to do with uh, your your retirement, what is God's will? As you determine what you're going to do, if there's a mid-career change, what is God's will? Uh, as you think about what is God's will in terms of uh if you're a high school student getting ready to go on to the next phase of your life, what is God's will? What is God's will? What is God's will for Veracity Chapel? That is that is a question that we we ask as we're going through the transition with me uh, moving out of the role as, as senior pastor. What is God's will? Uh, not just what do we think, but what is God's will and make sure we do that. We ask ourselves the question. Uh, in fact, James says this. We should not say, I'm going to go go make all these plans and go do this and such. We need to say, if it's the Lord's will, always asking what the Lord's will is. And then it says this. Then he set sail from Ephesus. He landed at Caesarea. He went up and greeted the church and went down to Antioch. Uh, after spending time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from the place to the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Sorry for the extra uh, noise you're hearing in the background. My associate is whining at me. His name is Bucky. He is a black lad.